I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and see code Shannon. New customers can bet just five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Shannon. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings kings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Nightcap Basketball Edition. I'm your favorite sports unk, Shannon Sharp. He's your favorite number zero, Hibachi. Arizona Wildcats, best player all time, Gil Arena. Gil, how you doing tonight, bro? I'm good. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Nah, actually, I'm not doing great. I'm a little under weather tonight, Gil. I've been grinding my ass off over the last month, and it's finally catching up with me, bud. So uh, I'm going to push through, give the people a great show tonight. Uh, we probably should have took off like a lot of these NBA teams because they bull, they bull job tonight, Gil. <laughs> I mean, they bull job tonight. 139-77, 135-102. I mean, 127 to 109. There's only what? The Mavericks and the Knicks turned out to be a great game. It was 128, 124. And I think the Cavaliers played the Nets in Paris, and that turned out to be a great game. But other than that, the games were over half. Yeah, we could have started this about an hour ago. We we could. We could have just started. Uh, 
please make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button because this is the way that we grow and this is the way you show appreciation to us. And by in turn, we grow and show appreciation, appreciation to you by saying thank you. So appreciate that. Also, I would like for you to subscribe to Gil's Arena channel. The show airs Monday through Thursday, live, 1130 a.m. Pacific, 230, <clears throat> excuse me, 230 uh, Eastern Pacific. Uh, no, 230 Eastern time. The show airs Monday through Thursday, live, 1130 a.m. Pacific, 230 uh, Eastern time. So make sure you go out there, hit that uh, hit that subscribe button for Gil. We've also pinned uh, Shea by Laportier at the top of the chat. We are back in stock, so appreciate that. Go out and get yourself a bottle for you or someone that you love. Valentine's Day is around the corner. We got President's Day. We got the Super Bowl. Ah, oh, man, you know y'all gonna get to up during the Super Bowl, especially your team get handled. <laughs> and we got St. Patrick's Day. So uh, go out and get yourself a bottle. And uh, your uncle will greatly appreciate that. The Suns beat the Lakers. Gil said he cannot shoot the Lakers on a previous nightcap. Gil, we have a video of you proving it. Uh, let's take a, Let's take a look at that. That's one man doing jumping jacks. Got to get my cardio on up. So that is an official height rim, and that's the official distance of, of an NBA three-pointer, correct? Now, this is a college. This is college uh, three. three-pointer. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. They're just going out there teasing, messing with them on. So is that your spot? Back uh, uh, corner key or the side pocket? Uh, as soon as I step on the court, it's my spot. Oh, that's your spot. It <laughs> yeah, the court is your spot. spot. Yeah, as soon as I get past half court, it's just it's just all it's just all on fire. Gil shootout will be featured live stream on YouTube at one p.m. Pacific on Saturday, January the twentieth. It's a shooting competition for a hundred thousand dollars, featuring Gil's arena cast, influencers, and fans who qualified back in December. Gil, that's gonna look real bad if you don't win that thing. Now, I know. Huh? That's why I practice. That's why I practice three times a day, huh? After this show, I'm going to shoot 500. You gonna shoot in the dark? No, I got keys to the gym too. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, I can't uh, listen. I can't lose, so I got keys to the gym. Where we going? Yeah, yeah. You can't lose, Gil. It's not the fact the hundred bands is nothing. It's the fact that somebody's gonna have a bragging rights to say I be the former NBA All Star player. In a three-point competition. Bro, I'm not losing to no YouTuber. <laughs> I'm not losing to no YouTubers, man. I'm sorry. I'm not, I didn't work my ass off to lose to no YouTubers, man. Uh, that was, uh, hold on just a second, Bill. I'm click, pulling up the Lakers. I don't know why. But they lose 127-109. Bradley Bill had 20 points, 8 of 11 field goals, 3 of, three of 4 from the three-point line. The Lakers starting five had just 14 points in the third quarter. Yo, what's going on with the Lakers? I, I, I was, I put it, I put it on my Instagram up. When, when you have, you know, we've said it, but when you have Vando, when you have Cam in, right? As an offensive player, I know they can't shoot a gun. So why am I even going to pay attention to them? I'm just going to look at LeBron. I'm just going to look at AD, right? That's okay. just period. Right. So when they're in the game, I'm not playing defense. I'm just going to clog up the lane. And when I'm on offense, I get to give 100% against them. Right? right. It's a lop, mm -hmm. it's a lopsided 
uh, thing. I mean, you have Booker who don't we don't know if he plays defense. You got Bill out there. They got an all offensive squad, and you can't take advantage of it because you don't have anybody that can score in a game. Bill ended up having thirty seven with twenty points in the third, eight of eleven, three or four from three. Bradley Bill had thirty one. KD had a quiet night, but it was a very efficient 7 of 12, 15 points. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a bad performance. I mean, AD had 13. I mean, AD played uh, 32 minutes. AD had 13. Torian Prince had 11. Bron had 10. Uh, Cam Reddish uh, ended up going out of the ball game. He had zero points in eight minutes. Austin Reeves had 13 points. Uh, D'Lo had 19. And uh, Mays had 12. Oh, um, Christie. Also had chipped in with 14. Man, he I mean he came in at the end of the game, you know what I mean? So yeah, like, but the meat of the meat of it is you have guys out there who's who specializes on defense, but the guy your garden's gonna, he's gonna score. He's gonna yeah. get his numbers, but you're not gonna score. Right. If you're on the Gail, if you're a defensive guy, you can't say you're a defensive guy and Bill gets 37. You can't be a defensive guy and Booker gets 31, and then you don't offset that on the other end. I can see if Booker got 37, but you gave us 28. I can, excuse me. If Bill, Bill got 37, you gave us 28. Mm -hmm. Okay, Devin Booker got 31, you gave us 25. Yeah. That can somewhat offset it. But when you're not when you're not giving us that kind of production, you're giving us what did uh uh Vandal, what Torian Prince had 11, Reddish had zero, Vanderbilt had six. That's not enough. And six was at the end of the game. Look, it, it's 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 quite simple, right? Right before the game, you just tell them, hey, hey, son, you don't even need to put your jersey on. You ain't getting in today. Wow. Right? You ain't getting in the game. Unless we get a blow a blowout, I'm going here to put you in. But there's no reason for me to put you in a game against this high-level offensive juggernaut, and you are given nothing because he is going to, by the fourth quarter, he's fresh. Yes. Because he doesn't have to play defense against anybody. Right. He just sits there. So you're saying there should be some healthy scratches, uh, some healthy DMPs for the Lakers? Oh, they should be playing seven players. Eight if you eight if somebody gets in foul trouble. In January, this is not the playoff, Gil. It don't matter. You're trying to win games. Right. You're trying to win games. You're supposed to be shorting up this thing anyway. You're supposed to be trying to win games. You don't have no leverage to be playing nine players. You don't have nine NBA players. Yes. Yeah. But nobody was good for the Lakers tonight. LeBron was 3 of 11, 0 of 4, 4 of 7 from the free throw line, 10 points. Anthony Davis had 13, but he only took 11 shots. <coughs> Torian Prince had, what, 4 of 10? I mean, nobody played well tonight. And it was you could tell early on in the game, Gil, the way the game started. I mean, because at one point they was down 34-19. I'm like, really, guys? I mean, y'all had, I mean, had a day off. It's not like they played a back-to-back. -back. You had a day off. And that was that was that was pathetic. I don't know what's what's going on, but I don't know how Darvin Ham keeps his job if they keep looking like this moving forward much longer. No, I mean it's it's like if if like when you say that they had a bad game, ten shots, eleven shots, right? Twenty eight minutes, like they can't get the ball up. If if LeBron, if I know you're coming in here, I'm just gonna sit in the lane and force you to pass it. Right, so right. you're just not gonna get the attempts up. And when you do shoot, there's three or four people that's guarding you. Right. So it it's an off night because they just can't get the possessions that they need. It's it's like I love playing against people who didn't play no offense. It's a night off for me. Right. I, I love quality shots. And like you said, the thing is they're gonna clog the lane. 
knowing that when LeBron passes it, you probably eight times out of 10, they're going to miss the shot at least seven times out of 10. They're going to miss the shot anyway. Yeah, that seven out of 10, they're going to miss it. And the other three, they're probably not even going to shit. They're not going to shoot the ball seven out of 10. And the other three, they're going to miss it. Yeah, that's bad. There were some boos from the home crowd tonight. That's to be expected. They're under 519 and 20. Mm. You play in LA, you're the Lakers. There's an expectation, no matter who's out there, that you give it your all. And I think the fans didn't, didn't like the performance that they got from night tonight from anyone mm -hmm. and they let them know that this is what we think of you guys' performance tonight we're gonna boo you yes we love our lakers but tonight was unworthy of cheers i'm booing as soon as i seen the starting lineup i'm come on back. Soon as, <laughs> soon as they be like can't boo get you off the court man god damn man it like how many games you gonna go zero i mean Let's be honest. He's probably the only starter that has the the, the the most zeros as a starting as a starting player. You you're talking about Cam. Cam Reddish, yeah. That Vando coming in with these minutes. Like, listen, they're not starters. And don't start him in the purple and gold. Right? Don't start him in the purple and gold. Like you can take these players right now, and I guarantee you, you can't find two teams they will start on in this NBA. And that's the problem that the Lakers are having when you say you want to trade. Trade for what? You got to have something of value that I want in order for me to make a trade because an even swap ain't no swindle. Mm -hmm. Well, if you traded me that for some of my best players, that's a swindle. So, yeah, I don't know how they're going to get off these guys. I mean, you're probably going to have to throw that 29 first-round pick because you don't have any picks up until then, and that's the last one they're holding on to. <laughs> oh, they're gonna have to throw in some of them cheerleaders, huh? <laughs> throw in some of them cheerleaders to help this. Or, or a couple of those statues. Some can't, Kobe guy, don't Kobe have two? They might have to throw in that eight or the 24. You yeah, get one of them. Yeah, yeah. We'll give you the uh we'll give you the 24. I don't even know what number to give you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This this was a, a very bad performance for the Lakers. And uh and we thought in this situation that they got a, a couple of home games in there. We thought this was an opportunity for them to like heal up, mm -hmm. get some wins you know, stretch it to be, you know, three, four, five games over 500. But the way they're starting, it doesn't, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I mean, especially after I saw them, what they did to the Clippers, I said, okay, we know the Clippers, they've been playing very, very well. Mm -hmm. They beat the Clippers at home. I was like, okay, they beat Toronto, scrappy team. And then come out here and lay an egg like this. It's, it's, that's, it's like, it's the NBA. So you're going to have some nights where you're playing well, but you know, it's the, it's the 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 consistency. If you're right. your consistency of three of your players that play big minutes is an average between the three of them, nine, eleven and a, eleven and a half, you're gonna lose more of the games than you're gonna win. So yes. you, you're gonna have to just say, all right, this ain't it's shown, it's not working. Try something else, or it looks like you're insane. Right. Well, the thing is the Lakers are playing so bad it keeps us from talking about the uh, Warriors who's playing even worse. Even worse. So uh, we thought this was a matchup. We still still could happen. We thought the Celtics and the Bucks it would be a great matchup. You know, you got Jason Tatum, JB, you got Dane and uh, Giannis, and this game was was over at the half. Mm -hmm. This game was not even close. This was awful. This was pathetic, and it was so bad. The starters didn't come back out. They didn't play the second half. Yeah, they they beat they booty off their back tonight. This was yeah, man. This was a staple for for the Bucks, right? Because you know. Um, one of their players is over there and yep. had to really show that we are a better team. It might not say it on the record, but we are a better team, you know, without you. So we're going to go out there and prove it. Right. Because, you know, the, the thing is where they slipped is defensively. 
Last year, they're the fourth-rated defensive team. Now they're like in the 20s. <laughs> and so tonight, what did they hold a sense to at the half 39? <laughs> Uh, what did they hold the Celtics to at the half gear? Like 39? It was like yeah, 77, 39. 39 70. Come yeah. on, man. But even, even okay, even the the, the stat that, that's pushed out there about the defense, it's 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 fool's gold, right? It's fool's gold. They were fourth last year and they're yeah. 20th year this year. Well, yeah. what about the offense, right? Right. You know, last year they averaged 116, mm-hmm. gave up 113. Right. This year they're averaging 124, giving up 119. So they're plus two with this right. addition. Right? right. You know, so all that defense they had last year, where the fuck did it get them? First round exit to an eight. Well, we couldn't tell anything about that defense because the way Jimmy Butler lit them up in the playoffs. Remember, Jimmy had that 57 point. I mean, Jimmy Butler looked like Michael Jordan and Kobe mm-hmm. in the absolute prime. And that was against Holiday. Yes. But but that was the that was the the issue here. It's like, can we get more offense than the defense? And right now, it's plus two. So the offense is plus two versus what they had last year. So so it's not a negative. They're just looking at the wrong stats. They're looking at right. oh the defense, but the offense is second compared to where it was last year. Right. So you know when when you have Giannis out. So the problem was basically in the playoffs when you had Giannis out. Where we was going to get our points, Drew Holiday averaged 1.8 in ISO points, which right. is 1.8 for your second, third best player when, right. when Dame was number one in ISO points. So I'll take the points over the defense. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody think it was a bad trade. I mean, you get an opportunity to get a, a top 75 player all time mm-hmm. and you give up what you might give up defensively. It's more than worth because you're getting Dame Lillard in return. Yes. So I like the trade. Nobody can convince me this was a bad trade for Milwaukee. I think all the other 29 other teams, if they had a similar situation, they're taking Dame Lillard for a true holiday type player also. Of course. But for, what, but for whatever reasons, Gil, it hadn't clicked as well as I thought it would by now because, I mean, when they get on the same page, we can see they can be explosive. Giannis can give you 40, 13, and 8, and Dame can give you 32, 9, and 6. Mm-hmm. But there's not enough of that. Malik Beasley's playing and shooting the ball. He's leading the league in three-point field goal shooting. Last year, again, with LeBron, he couldn't throw it in the ocean from the middle of the ocean. <laughs> you, you know what? Sometimes, and you know, you we can't we can't say that he's a better shooter without LeBron. And he's be- what is what happens is when you get embarrassed and people call it out, you go into the summer mm-hmm. saying, "I need to improve this." You know, and that that's we have to give him credit for his improvement. It's nothing to do with the offense, right? You have the same shots when you had in Lakers. You just worked on that this summer to improve your chances of staying on the floor and extending your career. Well, then why the hell he ain't working on it in, do, uh, doing in between practices and shoot around? Same reason. Same reason. A lot of guys don't work on it. They don't. They they think they better than they really are. Right. You go in there, you take 50, 25 threes after the after practice and you think that's enough. Right. No, man, that's not it. First of all, if you're not a shooter coming into the NBA, you're behind the eight ball already. You're you're eight, nine years behind an actual natural shooter. So that means you have to try to make that up. That means you have to put yourself on a schedule. Three, four, five hundred shots a day outside of practice. 
Wow. For it to turn around. And it might not mm-hmm. turn around for three, four years, but it's going to turn around. So if you're not mm-hmm. putting in that type of work, you're not really getting better. It was so bad, TNT even switched off the game. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what the NFL normally does. The NFL normally switch games. The game's getting out of hand. They'll switch to another game. Ooh, that's never, I've never seen that before. <laughs> but I know, I know damn well. I have an idea. I know if I was on Boston, ain't no way. <laughs> I'm sorry, coach. Ain't no goddamn way you, uh, I ain't get my points yet. Ain't no way you, uh, taking me out at the half. <laughs> nah. Yeah, that's what, that's what's so impressive about LeBron Street. He's almost at damn near 1,200 games with double figures. And you see situations like this, Jason Tatum, now he has to start all over again. He has seven. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know who's close to him, but I don't know if somebody's going to actually break that record. You, you talk about the points. I mean, he's what, 300 and something points away, maybe 400 points away from 40,000. We're talking mm-hmm. about nobody's going to break that record. Who the hell is going to have 1,200 straight games with double dip, double figures? It's hard. I mean, and that's that's the most impressive part. The impressive part is that he's doing it still at this age. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Someone tried to call me out on Twitter when I said it. I said, well, when Michael Jordan was playing with the Wizards, and that second year, and he bringing all those vets to try to win some games, they were supposed to be a playoff seed. When they were right. losing, no one talked bad about Michael Jordan. No one said nothing. They just let him do his thing. Okay. Exactly. So why are y'all not doing it for this 39-year-old? Why because... is he expected to win when the when the GOAT didn't? And they 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 supposed to win 48 games. And then, you know, when they tried to fact check me, it was right. They had high hopes for that second year and they fell short and no one blamed Michael Jordan for it because of his age. And I'm saying, well, because everybody said it was just, it was just a ceremonial seat. The last two were just ceremony. Yeah. Well, that's what you said about LeBron. Yeah. Oh, LeBron, he cares more about being Michael B. Jordan than Michael Jordan. <laughs> okay. He just, <disproved, clears throat> excuse me. He disproved that. Mm-hmm. All-star, all-NBA, uh, led the league in assists, mm-hmm. uh, won a championship. So now... Now, because he didn't come out here for ceremony, he didn't come out here to retire. He's still playing at an elite level. You still find something to, well, he ain't this, he ain't that. The man is playing at an unbelievable level. It's still a team game. And he needs, I mean, look, that's the same thing. That's what Yanni said. Yanni says, hey, I'm looking to move if y'all don't get me some help. Yeah. Listen, this this game, it, the, the what the problem is for like a guy like me who values, you know, players, right? When we're trying to convince you someone's not good, we give you all the things they can't do. And then when we talk about the past, we talk about everything they can do, right? So we right. tell you all the good things and the accolades of the, the past, and then the present, we right. tell you everything they can't do. Oh, he can't go right. one-on-one. He never mm-hmm. takes a last shot. He doesn't do this, this, this. All right, what about the other guys? How about them? Let's let's hear what their negatives are. Oh, he couldn't go left. Oh, he couldn't do this. He could, But we don't. We just talk about their greatness right. and in our flaws, and that's what keeps this thing going. Yeah. I mean, they always talk about, oh, he's 6-0, and but what about the first two? What about the year that he got bounced in the first round? So in other words, you're telling me it's better to lose in the first round than lose in the NBA finals. Yeah. That's what, I'm, that's what it sounds <laughs> like you're saying to me. But we, uh, look, wherever you are on this argument, Gil, I don't think anybody's moving. You are where you are in this argument. Some people believe it's Jordan. Some people believe it's LeBron. Some people believe it's Kobe. I don't believe anybody can put forth a compelling argument to sway somebody to move off, whether it's Kobe, LeBron, or Jordan. No, what you- and, that's, and that's the thing. At this point in time, these guys submitted themselves as potential goat-like figures. Mm-hmm. And 
the people who who were there who watched Michael Jordan carry a NBA league, not a team. He wasn't carrying the Bulls. He was carrying the league image. Right. Like this he was carrying this game. And the people who witnessed that and saw that, they're not giving that up. They're no. not giving it up. That's just that's just not gonna happen. So no matter LeBron could have 12 rings, that they're gonna find no. there it's right. So it's just one yeah. of those things where we got the we got we got we got him up there and then everybody else is gonna fall short to it. Because when they say it's about ring, I say, well, Bill Russell has more rings, uh, John Havlicek, Sam Jones, Casey Jones. Mm -hmm. If it's about rings, well, it's about the Okay, but what about a guy that, that played that's been an all-star about to be 20 consecutive times as a starter? Mm -hmm. What about the guy that has the most all-NBA teams? Mm -hmm. What about the guy that has, first, excuse me, not only uh, uh, all-NBA teams, the all-NBA first team? All mm -hmm. What about a guy that won championships in three different franchises and he was the MVP at all different franchises? A guy averaged a triple double in the NBA Finals, and was what two rebounds or, 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 or less from doing it again. But like I said, uh, uh, wherever you are in this argument, Gil, you're not moving. So ain't no sense in us trying to convince anybody one way or another. Yeah, they just go on that ledge. I'm gonna let you stay. Uh, all they're gonna do is just, hey, you can't use stats. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you can't use stats. Right. You know it is. It is. It is what it is at this point. Right. And you know. The best thing for me is I got to play with all three of them. Mm -hmm. I, you know, there's only a few people that can say they played with all three. Like, so right. if you say you're top five greatest of all time, I get to say I played with all five or four out of five. Right. Right. Depending on who you put in there. I mean, if you start putting in the 60s and the 70s, no. Then yeah. yeah, but for the for the most part, most of your 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 top five ever is eighty to now. Yeah, I mean a lot of those guys you played against more than that. You played against Shaq. You played against Tim Duncan. Yeah, I mean Tim Duncan don't get any credit. They just make him seem yeah. like he was a bum. <laughs> I mean Timmy. <laughs> I mean the guy. I mean he was a fifteen time All Defensive Player. All those uh, all those uh, 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 All Star games. All those All NBA mm -hmm. five rings, three Finals MVP. Uh, I think he won two championships. I don't know if he ever won a defensive player of the year, but uh, he was outstanding. Yeah, I mean, he was he was an he was amazing, and it goes to show you what type of type of talent that's been in this league, that's coming in this league. Um, and you know, like I came in as a fan, so you know, I was fanboying out there. You know, I'm yeah, yeah, give, yeah. Give, give me autograph after they didn't give me autograph. You know, right, I was one of those guys. So, um, you know, it's. I have I have all three of them in the top five, so I just like to poke and argue about all three. Right. But today, okay. you know, it's LeBron. Tomorrow might be Jordan. Kobe might be the, you know what I mean? So I'm right. one of those guys that just, I just, I, I switch every week. Yeah. I think the you got You have a new, another top five. <laughs> <laughs> Melo said the Nuggets gave Nikola Jokic the number 15 jersey to try to e erase what he did. Melo called giving Nikola Jokic jerk the same number he wore in Denver is a is a petty maneuver. It wasn't like, oh, we got a number to choose from. It was like, here, you got 15. Uh, Melo, yeah, let me take this first. Melo, you do realize this guy was a, a second round European player that when he got drafted, they was in the middle of a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> so you really you really thought. Who thought Nikola Jokic was gonna arguably be one of the uh, top 10 player when it's all said and done? Because they thought that, they took him number one overall. Exactly. The guy was in the second round. 
Mm-hmm. And plus, Melo, you forget you forced your way out. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You forced your way out of a relationship and I don't hold you in high regard. Please forgive me. No, no, dead ass, right? He was a second round pick. Nobody knew he was going to be. No. It was, the, I remember when um announcer said, uh, I don't know if he was playing against Houston. Oh, they'll put anybody in the game when he was posting up. Yeah. Right. So they didn't know what he was going to be. He no. into this. Unfortunately, he had the same number you had. And nobody's going to remember you wore 15. I'm sorry, Melo, but nobody's going to remember you wore 15. He He's known more, and this is so, I don't want to say it, but you're a Nick player. Thank you. You're a Nick player. Your career is New York Knicks. Yeah. Like, we know what you did as a as a rookie coming in, but mm-hmm. four-time All-Star, one-time gold medalist, three-time All-NBA. As a Nick, six-time All-Star, two gold medalists, three All-NBA, one scoring champ. Your jersey is in the rafters in the garden. Yes. Take that. And that's just it. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it hurts because that's who drafted you, but your numbers... Ain't there in the the bigger picture, but but um the fact that they have number twelve and fifty five retired, which is Fat Lever, uh huh, and then the Cookie Dan Monster, Issel. and then the Cookie Monster Montumbo. The fact that they got those two up there, you got oh. you got to retire my jersey. Yeah, no, they don't got. I thought they would have Dan Issel, the Iron Horse. No, they they got them, but they earned theirs. Yes, <laughs> you know, Alex English earned his. I'm Fat Lever. Come on, you. Yeah, you Fat was a triple double before before Russ. Yeah, you wasn't better than goddamn uh, Melo and Matumbo. Stop nuts. Mel, I mean, come on, man. Matumbo been all over the place. He was in Philly. He was in Atlanta. He was at Houston. So I mean, it's not like he's like known for the Nuggets. No. Like so, you know, the fact that you have his jersey retired, you know, I will I will feel some type of way. But, you know, I I as a player didn't I didn't do that much there to 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 really have a problem when I know my body of work is in New York. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Melo, you had like a Tom Brady career and then all of a sudden they give somebody 12. Mm-hmm. They gave a guy, they gave a backup. I mean, he was a second round pick. The guy got drafted in the middle of a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> Nobody could have foretold. That he would be this. Hey, Nobody. Hey, hey, uh, you can't say that. Uh, that's even worse. <laughs> you, hey, <laughs> you can't give my number to the dude in the second round. <laughs> Bro. You can't give you my number to the second round, pick hunk. But here's the thing, Gil. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that the guy turned out and people won't remember him. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, they don't. it doesn't matter who they put in 84. The people in Denver are going to remember I wore number 84. Mm-hmm. People are going to say that's Shannon Sharp number. Mm-hmm. Now, they messed around it, and let's just say that was Gronk or or Travis Kelsey. People are like, man, I don't remember who wore that damn 84 before Gronk or Kelsey got it. Uh-huh. That's just the way it is. Yeah. That's just the way it is. But when you take a basketball player, okay, it's more likely a guy in the second round in, in the NFL makes it or plays well because we've seen a lot of those. It's not likely that a second round NBA player is going to have the type of career that Nikola Jokic just had. No, no, they're they, they right. It's not. I mean, it wasn't expected. They probably didn't. They, I mean, they they didn't they didn't foresee this, man, and it, it's just one of those things that happened, right? You know. Um, but at the end of the day, you don't you don't you don't have the resume. I mean, if you had the Knicks resume over there, right? You know, then we can talk. But your your his legacy is a New York Knicks. Yes, it, it, it is what it is. And the guys, the guys are NBA 
a two-time back-to-back MVP. He's a finals MVP. Mm. And when it's all said and done, we're gonna see where we're gonna see where he ranks. Yeah. I mean, right now he's gonna be ranked one in that franchise. Oh, for sure. That's easy. That's done. That's, That's done. Right. I mean, he ain't got play, he ain't got to play another down. He ain't got, excuse me, another game. Mm. That's it for him. Yeah. Two MVPs, mm-hmm. a, a finals MVP, and the numbers that he's putting up on the dude has a, what, 112, 113 triple doubles? Yep. And he's less than, what, 10 years in the league? Maybe 10 years. No, he was drafted in 2015, so eight years. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Melo. And I know, I, look, <laughs> when a guy words your number, you're like, oh, man, this joker ain't worthy of having my number. You know he's more than worth Yes. And what's going to happen is that people in Denver will have forgotten that you actually wore that number. I mean, the black people remember. You know, it's just, it's the, <laughs> the black people remember. The black, number that but, but I mean, it's just one of those things. You, you like my jersey, um, finally got used this year. You know, a lottery pick. Yeah. Um, will he do the things I did? I hope not. But if he do, damn, yeah, you, you hope it. I hope he don't. <laughs> but, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, that I, I thought my jersey was being hidden for, you know, um, you know, the frowned upon. Right. You know, so the fact that they let someone wear it, 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 it kind of makes me proud. Like, okay, finally, shit. I thought yeah. I just burned a zero out of the archives. Yeah, I have my um, my number at Savannah State retired. Mm-hmm. And even before it got retired, my coach, Bill Davis, said, nobody, as long as I'm the head coach, ain't nobody wearing that number. Mm-hmm. Because nobody had ever had their jersey retired. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in 2009 is when they finally retired, retired it. But from eighty, from when I left in eighty nine, nobody had even wore it from eighty nine to two thousand nine. So twenty seasons, nobody even had that jersey. Now can't no one wear it unless I unless Savannah State and I we both have to give consent <laughs> to let somebody wear it. And uh, I know huh? <laughs> my my thing is why would you want to? Mm-hmm. A three time All American, a Conference Player of the Year, uh, Offensive Player of the Year three times, Georgia's Player of the Year. Why would you want number two? You won't. You don't. Nobody's nobody's dumb. Nobody want nobody wants that pressure, man. <laughs> so you, wants that so pressure. you know, you know what's happening. The magic will retire Shaq's number 32. There's no question. He's the best player in, in magic history. Um, followed closely behind Dwight. Oh, you think you, you get oh, you got Dwight in magic Uh-oh. history? You know Who you got was only there four years. That's it. Right, like we're not talking about you know Shaq's body of work. We're just saying Orlando. That's four years. I mean, yeah, you was breaking backboards okay. and stuff, but you know, three time All NBA Defensive Player of the Year. You know, you got you know, rebounding champ, All Star, six All NBAs, and six. Like his resume is just bigger than Shaq's in that jersey. The yeah, impact, I mean, I mean the best, the better player, of course, talent wise, Shaq. But in that jersey, it's I can see white, right? Shaq made a statement earlier when he rookie of the year, averaging twenty three point four points, fourteen rebounds in his first four, first uh, campaign as rookie of the year. He led the Magic to the NBA Finals in nineteen ninety five and posted four All Star seasons. Okay, let me ask you this: Where do you have Shaq in your all time rankings? I have him. I have him. I bounce from four to five. Right? You got him that high between yeah, him and Magic. Yeah, because I, because I, I I seen him 
up close. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I seen him up close. That's high, that's high Gil. I, I seen how he talked to, to the defense and what we had to do to try to stop him. Right. Mm-hmm. I have him four or five. It's between him and Magic at the four or five. But he's my number one draft pick. I'm drafting him number one. He's my fourth or fifth. But if I got the first pick, I'm grabbing Shaq every time. Wow, that's very interesting. Because you know, uh, the be- the number one overall pick that gets voted all the time is LeBron. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know who who's gonna get voted number one, but I know what happens when you have Shaquille o- O'Neal in the game, right? And yes. you're gonna have to draft players. You're gonna have to like, hey, hey, you, hey, hey, you know how to play basketball? You know how to lift weights? Come on, they gotta go to Gold's gym for for Shaq. Yeah, you ain't been. Yeah, I got football. Who who wanna come? Come on, Shannon. Yeah. Can you run? You got to, you got to, you got to go get a Miles Garrett. You got to go get some defensive line with some yeah. 6'5", 275 to deal with Shaq that's used to that physicality. Cause I don't there's not an NBA player that's ever been physical enough to deal with him one-on-one. No, yeah. that's why he I mean they created the hack of Shaq. Mm-hmm. Because he was just he was just unstoppable. You got one and he's gonna punish you on the block. He's <laughs> gonna clear it out, he's gonna drop step, and he's gonna dunk it. He ain't laying nothing up. I don't know if I've ever seen Shaq lay the ball up. No, and he ain't trying to. And what's so funny is I had Baron Davis on today, and he said the same thing that I I, I, I was always alluding to. When Because how physical Shaq was, he didn't block shots. He didn't do But because he was so massive, and his defense was, I'm going to hit you so hard, you're not going to come in this lane no more. Right. Which made everybody else look like they were great defensive players because right. back there, like, so when I want to drive, it's like, oh, no, I don't want to get hit by that dude. Like, I'm right. be injured. Like, I'm, I'm right. you know what I mean? So that was his presence, too. The defensive presence of LeBron ain't driving, Dwayne, we ain't driving, like, you know, AI come in there, but, you know, AI going to get hit. We were scared to go in there and get hit by Shaq. We didn't want that first Shaq hit or that second Shaq hit. Right. Shaq got his third. All right, if I can get the fourth on him yes. at, at the half, cool. Other than that, hell no. Yeah, you better not let him have one or two uh, uh, coming out of the half. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, because he's going to say, hey, let, let, hey let, him, let him come on here and drive. Right. I got something for him. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, you know, at, early in his career, Shaq was a shot blocker. I think he had an average over three, point, three uh, blocks a game. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. His rookie season. Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, when he was agile, but when he got to LA and he realized that I would not get dunked on if I, if I, if I, if I give an example, and that's right. what that example was. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go like this, and I'm gonna use my hip and hit you out the air. It, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's interesting. I don't have him in my top five. Uh, um, before I give you my top five. Giannis, guess what number Giannis is wearing in uh, Milwaukee? 34. Uh-huh. Who wore 34 in Milwaukee? Ray Allen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, nobody thought, hello, if they thought Giannis was going to be this, they took him earlier. Yes. He was He was a skinny kid. Uh, what did he go, like 13 or 14? Yeah. He was a skinny yeah, kid out of Greece. Breath. Yeah. And, I mean, you don't know. Uh, it, it's It's... You okay? What you look for in, in our draft? Fifteen. He was t- taking fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I think he was like right outside the lottery. What happens? With, what happens in the NBA when you have someone who's eighteen, nineteen? Right. You're going off of the skill set, the potential, long right. arms, right? Agility, yes. 
Um, can they run up and down? And then you hope that they have the work ethic to want to get better. Yes. But for the most part, you're looking at measurements. And his measurements was like, okay, we can do something with this. Yes. And you know what? So, And that's, if, if they know, oh, this is going to be him and he's going to gain 30-something, 40-something pounds in the next two years and be an MVP, number one pick. Yes. But they're, they're not yeah. looking at those men. They're looking at, right. okay, we can guide him and he looks like he can be 15, maybe one-time All-Star. We can deal with that. The mere fact that we have to debate Shaq being in the top five of the travesty mm -hmm. because of his size, his athleticism, had he, as he worked his tail, let's just say he had a third of the work ethic as Kobe or Jordan or LeBron. Shaq's supposed to have 35,000 points. Yeah, yeah. If the refs called the game like they were supposed to, he would have had 35,000 points. <laughs> right. right. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things Unc, where in the NBA, the stronger players cry the most because the stronger players are getting hit the most. Yes. Right? And that's just how the game is. If Shaq is coming down there to post up and he's posted up on me, trust me, they're going to allow me to do whatever I can. Yeah. <laughs> yes. To try to get him out of this lane. So imagine what people were trying to do to get him off that spot. Right. Oh, two hands. We sitting here doing this. Hey. Yeah. Now, we going you got six hands in the back, and Shaq is just like, come on, come on down here. Come on yeah. down here. And 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 it, it was one of those things. So the fact that if they just called the game fair, which you can't, right? Right, you can't, he will be the 35 free throws a game. Cause you yeah. gotta you you have to foul him. Or you get yeah, it gone. Yeah, I, I think the thing is, is that when you look at Shaq and you see the athleticism, I mean he's a bigger more. Shaq is more athletic. I'm talking about just athletic. I'm saying he don't have the touch, mm -hmm. the feel like a Joel Embiid. But as far as just running, drop step, Shaq had it all. People don't realize how big Shaq was and how athletic he was no, to yeah, get up and down the court. But he didn't take training serious. He didn't take his diet serious. Because had he, had he taken that serious, maybe he could have warded off some of those injuries. Because, you know, that's a big man. Mm -hmm. that's, a big, that's a big man. That's a lot of weight that you're asking to get up and down the court playing 35, 37 minutes a night at 335, 345 pounds. And you're asking him to play at least 70 games a season. Mm -hmm. That's asking an awful lot, Gil. And so had he taken care of himself, put the time in the condition, put the time in to eat right, even without the, because a lot, he missed a lot of games because of injuries. Mm -hmm. So even, even, even without the fouls, just being on the court, just think about it, he just being on the court, go get you 25, 20, 24, 25 a night. Yeah. What they know today, they didn't know then, right? You know, it's yeah. like even today, you, you tell Giannis, hey, you need to work on your jump shot to extend your career, to make the game easier. It's an MVP and a champ, right? Right. We look stupid telling them that. Just like right. people would look stupid telling Shaq, who got MVP finals, MVP three rings, that, hey, man, you need to get in shape. He going to look at you for what? Yeah. <laughs> what the like, like, hey, right now, I'm the best player in the league. Right now. Anybody, you give me the guy that's eating salad, I'm going to bust his ass. <laughs> yeah, so. That, that's, 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 how Shaq, that's how Shaq thought. Mm -hmm. but, but you're right, because once it, it's hard to convince somebody when they've had success doing it their way to convince them to change it, Gil. Yes. Like, change what? I'm a two-time league MVP. I'm a finals MVP. Shaq is like, bro, do you see how dominant I am? Yeah. yeah but just think about how dominant you could have been. Because mm -hmm. see, the thing like, 
See, this is the thing that you love about Kobe, Mike, and LeBron. No matter what you think about each player, there's no doubt in your mind they emptied the tank. They got everything out of their God-given ability. There is nothing. When LeBron, LeBron probably just going to be in the middle of a game and just pull aside the road. Hey, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, you know, you got a car and then all of a sudden you're not paying attention. That red light come on, you out of gas. Uh-huh. And all you can do is just hopefully you're not on the full five. In the middle of the full five, you can just get on to the side and get on off. Uh, that's 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 how LeBron is. I mean, he's taking care of his body and everybody that's coming in. I'm not saying you're going to have a 20-year career like a 20-plus <laughs> career like LeBron's. <laughs> like LeBron, but it greatly increases your chance mm-hmm. if you take care of yourself, if you get your rest, if you train, if you get your shots up, try to get better every year. Because LeBron is not as athletic as he once was because that's what I tell guys. Mm-hmm. When athleticism starts to wane, then what are you going to do? Because when you can't outrun somebody, you can't outjump somebody, then what? This. Yep. My mind. Yeah, it's it's just, it's just, it's understand. It's 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 your purpose too. Um, right. You know, the, the purpose is Jordan's purpose was to be the greatest ever. Right. Yes. So with that being said, that's that's him getting better in the, like, okay, this is what I need to bring in. So when he went into the summer, he self-checked himself. He didn't go off right. the glory of the accolades itself. It was just, he was a hard worker. Yes. Right? Um, yes. That was the model Kobe followed, him. Yes. Right? I'm, I'm chasing that. I'm not chasing, the, the NBA players here, they're not on my, they're not on my planet. I want that dude. Right? Yeah. Guess who LeBron is looking at? So because they're looking at the same two men, they have to keep going, right? And I tell a lot of players that do not follow someone that's not on the planet. So when you look up, you can see how far you, so you can keep moving forward, right? You start looking in real time, you know, this guy's here. No, no, no. Look at Michael Jordan. Look at Kareem. Look at these guys that they look like they're, in, it's impossible to catch him. Right. And when your career's done, even if you didn't get to them, you're going to be far better than the people you was on the same planet with. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think the thing is, Gil, what Michael did, he was the first player to give something, give other players someone to chase. Yeah. He was the rabbit that they were chasing. Because prior to Mike, I mean, Kareem, it wasn't Will, it wasn't Russell. Mike gave somebody like, okay, I need to be like Mike. Those commercials, those shoes, the blueprint, the way. I mean, Mike, you ain't see Mike unless he was impeccably dressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. see Mike in no sweatsuit. Mike going to have that, he going to have that hoop in his ear. Mike gonna be hey, Mike gonna be having that suit, had no more big suit, had them suits on. Now they ain't gonna be they ain't gonna be fitted. <laughs> but Mike's gonna be impeccably dressed. So he gave you the blueprint of how to build a brand. And so he gave you the he gave you the blueprint. This is the way you need to conduct yourself. This is what you need to do. For the first time, they had someone to chase. Uh, uh, they he they gave you he he was the the idea of what a star supposed to look like, walk, talk, score. Like when people think about the knock on LeBron, mm-hmm. he's not clutch. He don't take the game away. That came because of Michael Jordan. <laughs> right. That, that wasn't in the Wilton, the, the, all, all those guys. Right. That wasn't in their resume. You didn't use that against players. But when you, when you sit there and said, I need one of those. It was everything he brought. But you but you know what, Gil? LeBron has more game-winning shots than Jordan. Yeah. So this notion that he isn't clutch, you know, people started that myth. It got perpetuated. See, people feel if I tell a lie enough, people are starting to believe it, mm-hmm. even though it's not the truth. And so, you know, repeating a lie doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. But if you tell a lie long enough, people are starting to believe it as the truth. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at LeBron in, in, in the playoffs. Look at LeBron against Indiana. Look at him against Chicago. Against us, too. Y'all, mm-hmm. look at that team he got to the NBA Finals against the uh, Celtics. That was a one You mean to tell me he wasn't clutch? You know what it is? Uh, it ain't about the clutch. It's about how that clutch shot looked. Right? Yeah. When you think about all of Jordan's clutch shots, they just looked like, it, it looked like movie scripts. Right? <laughs> he held a pose. 
You remember the double clutch against Craig Elo? Yeah. Because Craig Elo was got to block it. He yeah. moved it to the he moved it back this way. Like shot it. It's 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 the whole. That's why I said it. He was meant for that spot. Right when you go back in the archives and you start looking up game winners, his game winners just look better than everybody else's. Yeah, and that's what it was. I mean, the tongue hanging out. You know, he had the baggy shorts. He had the uh, uh, the knee sleeve pulled down over his calf. Mm-hmm. He had the he had the uh, the wristband on his elbow. He was slightly pigeon toed. He kind of you know he kind of doubt <laughs> when he was walking. <laughs> and so and and when they came out, I mean, I, I think it was Gatorade that came. Be like Mike. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was it. That might be the greatest look. That might be the greatest because now people associated that. That's who I want to be like. And the and the shoes just took it to a whole new level because people actually believe that I ain't you. That's them shoes that got you doing that. Man, let me go get me a pair and I have me a 40 inch vertical. Hey, everybody trying, you had light-skinned men out there cutting their head, trying to look like Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't matter what color your team was. You could be green and gold. You could be black and gold. You had a red, you had a red and white shoes on. Bro, that don't even match. That don't even match. You didn't get a black uniform. You got to get an all-black uniform, man. I mean, you saw guys with, 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 I mean, all different kinds of colors, and they had the Jordans on. And, and that's what I'm saying. Nobody, I don't care how good the shoe is. There might be a shoe that comes along. It might add three or four inches to your birth. It ain't pass. It ain't passing the Jordan. It ain't the you got idea. too big a belief. It's the idea. It's, it's the ideal of perfection, mm-hmm. right? It's the idea of perfection. And if it don't, if it don't look like it, right, it's never going to measure up. And there's nothing that's going to come into the league that has everything Jordan had. Not in our lifetime. No, no, it, it's not going to happen. And so. uh, that's that's where we are. I mean, he, he came up, and the thing was, Gil. I remember there are a lot of guys that had shoes. Mm-hmm. Magic had the uh, the weapons. He and Bird. Yeah, him and Kareem Bird. had the top ten of Zetas. Uh, uh, Doctor J had the cons. Yep. But once the player retired, mm-hmm. once the player retired, the shoe line went away. No, but they didn't make the weapons anymore. They didn't make the Doc Doctor Js anymore. Jordan was the only one who retired. They kept making the shoe, nobody, and it's bigger. Listen, nobody got beat up over no goddamn Magic Johnsons and Larry Burks. Nah, hell nah. Nah. I had them. I'm old enough to remember. I had I had the weapons. I had the Magic and the Birds. Uh, I had the Jordans too. My mom, I got the Jordan 2s. Ended up backtracking and getting the Jordan 1s. I had uh, the Spud Webs, uh, the City Wing Ponies. I had the Dr. J. The, the, uh, yeah, but there was something about that shoe. You felt special. Yeah, you did. You felt special with that shoe. Not, that was a nice, I mean, I mean, just to be honest, like it was one of those things where we stood in, it was a, like when the Jordans dropped, it was a kid's, it was a kid's event. Yes. I remember they used to drop it on what? Tuesdays, Tuesdays, yeah. 10 o'clock. We ain't in school. Right. We at the foot locker and we, as soon as I get them, we running to lunch. Hey, I got him. We did get Rob going to back to school. <laughs> if we didn't get around going back to school, we got right. pride because we had them first. But they used yes. to drop them during the weekday, and we used to get them at ten. We 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 gonna get the shoes first, then we gonna come to school. And then I, they talking about, thing, and then they put them on the weekend. And then Gil, you know, man, I ain't paying no hundred dollars for no shoes. Don't worry about it. There are a lot of people that will. You won't. Well, you won't get a pair, man. A hundred dollars because most of the time the shoes are like twenty five, fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. He doubled the price. Doubled them. He doubled the price. A hundred dollars for a pair of shoes back in the mid eighties was asset was crazy, mm-hmm. but we had never seen anything like it. 
because the shoes were just basically one colorway. So now you got a double or triple colorway, red, black, and white. Yeah. Red, the bread, the yep. red, the, uh, the black and the red. So that changed the game. Yep. And Nike knew it. They don't worry about the fine. David Stern said, we're going to fire you a 5,000. Nike said, don't worry about it. We got that. A thousand. <laughs> they was finding 5,000. But the publicity that they were getting for that, mm -hmm. where, we, where, where else are you going to get that kind of attention, that kind of eyeballs? Because that's what advertisers want to see. Well, who's looking at it? Yep. How many impressions is he getting? Mm -hmm. Well, that shoe got millions and millions of impressions even before we knew what impressions were. But they knew what that Jordan shoe was. And it hadn't looked back. Uh, the NBA draft is moving to a two-night event. Huh? Do you like the NBA draft trying to be more like the NFL draft? Wait, what? The NBA draft is moving to a two-night event. Do you like that they're trying to be like the, the NFL? Uh, one is dumb because it ain't the, this ain't the NFL, right? You you ain't gonna find yeah. Tom Brady's in the seventh round. You like right. No one's watching the draft after lottery. So unless it's going to be the first day, the first five picks, and right. then the second day, everybody else, after the lottery pick, we're not watching no more. Because after the lottery pick, how many superstars are we getting? Yeah. I mean, in the last, what, mm, since, 2000, since 2015, the only all-stars is what? Pascal and Jokic. Wow. After the lottery. So what the hell are we watching this the the, the second day for? Exactly. And that's the thing. And here's the thing, Gil. A lot of it has to do with we never heard of these guys. These guys that come from overseas, unless you're the diehardest of the of, of, of the NBA fans, you've never heard of these guys. So it's not like the NFL. You've heard of all these guys that are coming from Alabama, Ohio State, or Michigan. They're coming from teams that you've heard. Yeah. And the NBA does a great job of leading up to the draft, talking about <clears throat> said individuals that could be in the first round mm -hmm. and the second round. So I don't look, I get it. Everybody's trying to keep up, but the NFL, look, the NFL has cornered the market. Mm -hmm. They've cornered the market. There's a reason why they're doing 25, 30, 50 million, 50 million viewers in a game. The, the, the NBA, the NBA, the NBA would like, how do we do that? You can't. You can't. Because no, go ahead, Gil. Go ahead. You, you, you just can't. You can't. Uh, and I, I'm, 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 the, unless you're gonna go backwards. <laughs> unless you're gonna go backwards, right? The, 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 mm. We're gonna start with the last pick. You get the first. Other than that, um, why? Why am I watching the second round? Right. Who wants to see Mark Tatum come up? Is that is that part of? Is that Tatum's uncle? Who the? Right. Well, no one knows him. He's calling my right. name. In the second, not the commissioner, right? David Stern didn't call my name, right? Right. I don't even know who called my name. I, I'm pretty sure it's Adam Silver, the one who's doing it now. The second right. round, Mark Tatum, he coming up there. No, but no, no, get off the stage, man. Right. This is like watching, the second round is like watching Destiny's Child without Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce yeah. not coming tonight, y'all. Well, we ain't coming either. <laughs> exactly. And so, I mean, hey, I understand. I mean, uh, it's a situation that, um, that the NBA is trying to like, and plus, you know, you advertise, you stretch it out, but the NBA have cornered that market. They know, think about what they did. They put, sold the Saturday night game, put it on Peacock. And guess what game they put on Peacock? The Kansas City. Why? Taylor Swift. Mm. Guess who watches the game? Those young girls. Yep. Eyeballs that you normally wouldn't get. 
But in order for them to get it, you got to have Peacock. Peacock paid, I, I, I'm seeing they paid $100, $110 million just to televise one game. But we're going to get eyeballs that we don't normally get. That's why they show on Taylor Swift. I'm not bad. I'm not bad at them. Mm-hmm. I'm not. This is a business. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift bring young girls that don't that doesn't normally watch football. They bring those eyes. And the NFL understands that. That's why they keep showing on them. And y'all can take it, y'all can say, oh, well, I don't, I didn't, I didn't watch the game. It's not like you turning. <laughs> so I I I I'm, I I'm not mad at the NFL. I'm not mad. I mean, but what you wanted to do? You don't want to come to the game and support a man? No, no, serious. I mean, they they milking it. They know how, but that's not the that's not the NBA. NBA no. second round is two B. Yeah, <laughs> it's the two B. Yeah, nobody watched that. Shit. <laughs> right, man. Someone named Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson just donated four hundred dollars. I beat I beat Shaq when he was at LSU one on one. Bro, everybody saw you running to Ray Lewis and get pancake. You pancake your damn self. Pop this Ocho, God damn, bro! Boy, you like a mosquito on a rhino ass. He <laughs> wouldn't even felt you back there. Hey, hey actually, we might take you with the we might take you with the Lakers. <laughs> bad, lanes, Ocho, throw that out there. Damn, bad, bad, uh, bad, Ocho, bad. Shaq would have punished Ocho. <laughs> I mean, you got bad. You first of all, he don't know how to play defense down on the block. All Shaq going to do is just drop step. And when he swing his elbow there, he going to be in the second row. <laughs> so, Ocho's the funniest, man. Man, that dude, I don't know what he got going on. <laughs> Charles Barkley tonight said his New Year's resolution is to give up Diet Coke. Gil, what's your advice and what's your New Year's resolution? I, I don't have New Year's resolutions. Um, the reason is, one, it's, 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 it's just another day, right? Mm-hmm. And... When you do resolutions, to me, it seems like you have a flaw in something, right? I need to give up right. something, right? You need to, mm-hmm. the new year to do that. Just get a shit up. Right. Um, you know, so I don't usually have those. I have goals just, just set, right? You know, right. I'm trying to be, you know, uh, 50, 50 million views overall. That's just the goal I'm trying. There's no time on it. It's just, this is where I want to get to, right? Because okay. all, all these new year goals do is, oh, I need to get in shape. You got 31 days in your ass back to normal because you didn't have the discipline. You didn't create the habits to do what you're trying to do the next day. Right. The thing is, uh, uh, Gil, is that when you look at it, when you say a goal or you say a diet, they have a start and an end time. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. Once you reach your resolution, then what? Hopefully do you go back. Do you go, do you go back and say, okay, I did it and start eating or whatever, whatever, whatever you wanted to give up. Mm-hmm. So once you accomplish that, then what? So, so I had a soda habit, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, I need to break, I need to break this habit. Right. Um, and because I understand how, how many sodas you were drinking today, kill seven, Seven. Oh, what? Yeah, they hit the. Hey, um, I, hey, like, hey, like it was, hey, like it was barbecue. I, I'll finish just like that. I was drinking seven. Wow. So, but because I, 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 I broke the soda habit. How I train, right? I had to create the habit first. So the habit was, if I'm doing seven a day, this first week, get it down to six a day. Then the next week, three a day. 
Then it would be days like towards before I gave it up, I'm just taking a sip, throwing it out, sip, throwing it out. And then it became two sips a week. Right. Now I haven't drinking any soda. Right. And that's how I do stuff. Like if I want to, if I want to get in shape, I'm, you know, I, I wanted to lose 50 pounds and you know, I was 270, you know, last year and I was trying to lose. What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you get down to now? The sodas, huh? That's a lot. That's a lot of. That's a lot of caffeine. That's a lot of sugar. A lot of sugar. I was. I'm, I'm a sugar. I'm a sugar guy. So I got down to. Two, I got. I'm, I'm two twenty now. Been two twenty two twenty four. What eight months now? But that started seven month journey where it was. My goal was wake up every day and leave the house. I need to do that for a month, right? Right. Wake up every day, leave the house, right? Then. Once I got that under my belt, wake up every day, go to the gym. Not necessarily work out, just get to the gym, right? If I worked out 12 days too hard, and then eventually I just started adding on to it. But I had to create those everyday habits first. And most people try to just say, I, I'm going to go in and I'm going to work out and do this. And then you go in there and then because that's not your natural habit and you haven't created that habit, you always fail to it. So, right. Set little goals first that you know you can do. Wake up every day, make the bed. Right. Once you got that, pack check. Wake yeah. up every day, get out of the house. Check. I mean, you got to make the bed though, Gil, because you know you don't shut the covers for dark. So the bed all messy. You know you don't shut the covers for dark. That, but that's a, you, but you got to create those habits. People don't want to create the habits first. So if you can't create, if you don't have any habits that you do every day, then you can't be successful anyway. This is just life goals. Yeah. I think the thing is, Gil, the thing is that my grandfather used to tell my brother and I, he said, boys, never mistake habit for hard work. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people feel like just because they do something over and over, they work hard. Yeah. We've seen people go to the gym mm -hmm. for five years, 10 years, and their body never changed. Yep. But see, that's a habit. That's a routine in which you've established going at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, but you're not working hard yep. because your body hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. So what it tells me is that you're not working hard or you haven't changed your eating habits, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be, you, 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 it's, it's a habit. Some people like, man, I wake up at I work up at six o'clock in the morning. Okay, and do what? Man, I just get okay. But so I mean, hell, bees, bees are busy. That don't mean you do the damn thing. At least bees, they yeah. have you know they they moving stuff around. They building they building you know a hive or a comb or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So this notion, just because you've established a habit that you're working hard, you're fooling yourself. Too many people mistake habit for hard work, and so. That's why I don't do diets because diets have start stops. They have end dates. Mm -hmm. I have a lifestyle. I eat a certain way. And then when I eat too much of that one thing, now all of a sudden I get back and say, okay, I got to cut this out. I got to get back on my, uh, I got to get back on the cardio. I got to get back on the row machine, get back on the assault bike. Um, and that's on me. But uh, these people, they be fooling themselves. Ocho. I'll be the damn girl. I want to call you. Hey, Ocho. man, when you they, do, hey, hey, listen, you do four shows with Ocho, goddammit, I'm Ocho, okay? <laughs> but people people be people be thinking they're working hard, Gil, mm -hmm. and they're really not. But that's self-checking, man. That, that was me, too. I was going in the gym, you know, a lot and just sitting there. I was booty watching. I'm not going to lie. Everybody know. I yeah. was booty watching. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I got yeah. nothing to do. They had a little tiny, they had a little tiny shorts on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. look, I'm in Woodland Hills. Uh. <laughs> that's Ooh, like the club. Yeah. You're coming in there. Makeup, everything on. Yeah. You ain't trying to work out. You trying no, to keep, you no, trying to catch somebody. I'm, I'm a good judge. Like, oh, hey, hey, you wore that yesterday, girl. <laughs> you mustn't go home. Right. right. I'm in there just booty watching. I wasn't in there trying right. to lose no weight. And then right. eventually it start packing up. I start looking fat on TV. Then I'm like, oh, let me go ahead and take this take this serious. Let me get this off. 
Rodney, uh, my homeboy Rodney Dinkins Rock. What's up, Unc? I got my fourth bottle of Portier on the way. Also, I asked Ray about needing to reach out to your team about trying to come on your show for the Olympics. I was pleased with his response. No, that's my homeboy. Um, his dad used to coach me uh, when I was on a, uh, I probably, how old was I? I probably was like nine. I probably was nine. So I've been, he's from my hometown. Uh, we call him Rock. Um, and uh, so I appreciate the support, Rock. Yeah, I'm sure if they've reached out back out to you and gave you a response, they own it. Uh, 213 Sniper said, hey, Uncle and Hibachi, big fan. This is for Gil. If you could take injuries out, how high do you think you would have reached in NBA greats? Top 75, top 50? To be honest, I mean, I would have been top 75 for sure. Um, you know, what I was doing at that time was un unheard of, right? You know, um, I was a three-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA by the age of 25. That's not a big list. You know, right. being dominant that fast, um, you know, averaging 28, 29. So I was going to win a scoring title, you know, with, with, with the way my metrics was, was running. I was going to win a scoring title. Um, you know, Dwayne Wade ended up winning one with 30. So, you know, once everyone started getting their teams better, and I was going to be one of those guys that, you know, that led the league in scoring. Um, I had the advantage. You know, everyone thought AI was the guy who changed the point guard position. It was me because they moved him to the two. When I came in, bigger guard, a shooting guard, played the point. I didn't have a big man to pass the ball down there to. Right. So I had the advantage over the the Baron Davis, the Stephon Marbury's, the the Steve Nash's. So, you know, you giving, you know, 15 and 14 assists, I'm giving 30 points and six assists. Right. I'm pushing more points than you. Right. Right. Total points, I'm pushing more than you at this mm -hmm. point. So I got injured, you know, and, and it, it's one of those things. But my impact was so, so, so huge and fast that I'm still relevant today. What um, what injury did you have, Gail? And what happened? Did you come back too soon? They didn't know. <coughs> <coughs> Did you come back too soon? Did it not fix it properly to begin with? Um, I was boxing out. I don't know why the hell I was boxing out. I was boxing out. Uh, you know, Gerald Wallace faked, faked the jumper. I thought he was going to take it, but I should have known it was Gerald Wallace. He can't shoot shit. So I should have known right. there was going to be a pump fake and drive, but he pump fake drove. I'm boxing out, thinking he uh, shot the ball, and then he ran, he ran into me. And then um, tour uh, MC, uh, MCL, PCL, mm. um, meniscus. And then because I've never knew what an injury was, I didn't really rehab the way I was supposed to. So I came back, you know, came back as soon as the season started, eight games into the season started, I'm injured again. Mm. So I had three, I had three knee surgeries in 14 months and all that trauma built up all this scar tissue. And you were the same after that. Nah. And I think I really messed my hand up on LeBron, that Cavs series, because I, right. I needed to come back and play. Right. Because my contract is coming up, and because my name was still hot, and they still had, I'm still good in their eyes, I had right. to come in there and play two games to show that, hey, I'm back. Right? Right. And what happened is uh, LeBron ran into my wrist, and, you know, I couldn't shoot. 
So they gave me right. one of those Toro shots in my ass. Huh? I had to bend over. Right. <laughs> and I hyperextended my uh my injured knee. Right. Which that took forever to rehab. So right. Being ignorant, uh, being ignorant, thinking I'm Superman. Yes, yes. And plus, I think the thing is, we know more now. You probably became my better missing the whole year. Mm-hmm. Probably came out better missing the whole year. Came back the following year, but I get it. Understand that your contract was up. And like you said, you wanted to parlay that into another big contract. Mm-hmm. Knowing, not knowing, you're probably doing more harm than good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it was one of those, I risked my career for that next contract. Yeah, you did. You mm-hmm. absolutely did. Jordan asks, would you rather have Embiid or Jokic on your team? Shaq recently said on his podcast, we know Joel Embiid is the best big man when it comes to numbers and all that. But Joker went to the big dance and got the thing done. We know what we know what you can do, but can you do it at the um, at the big dance? Can you get the phone number at the big dance and take home and close the deal? Who you want? Who you want, Gil? I'm a I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Embiid. Um, the reason I'm gonna take Embiid is because if I don't have anyone on my team. I know he can dominate. Right. Like he can dominate by himself. Right. right. And it's my job to find pieces that work with him. Well, Jokic, Jokic, you're going to need guys who can shoot the ball that he can pass the ball to. You got to treat him like Jason Kidd, Magic Johnson. You have to put other guys around that can make plays when he finds them. So if he has a whole bunch of guys who can't shoot the ball, who can't do anything else, then you're just left with 22 and 12 rebounds. Right. And you take away his assist. His assist comes because his vision, if he can't use his vision, right, if he can't use his vision, then in a sense, he's just an average double and double guy. And that's why he went in the second round because when he's working out, He's not working out with five other players where he gets to use his passing skills. Right. So, uh, go ahead. I would, I, would need ahead. To be, I would need to be smarter as a general manager with Jokic. I have to put the right pieces around Jokic. With Embiid, I can fuck up a couple times in the draft, and he can carry us for a little bit. That's, you know, that's how I look at it. Yeah, I think the thing is, I'm going to take Jokic because I think the thing is, is that the way they built their team in Philly, and the way, I mean, look, they built their team so Joel Embiid, everybody runs the offense. Because there have been times Nikola Jokic can impact the game and only take 10 shots. Mm-hmm. Joel doesn't have the same impact without those without those attempts because he's getting to the foul line. Mm-hmm. So for me, to watch him be able to go give me 40, 20, and 15. And like they said, every big game, every big shot that they needed last year, in that moment, Nikola Jokic made the shot, mm-hmm. or he made the perfect pass. No, that's that's but, that's. I mean, that's what I said. His value, his value comes, his value comes because he can pass that ball, right? Yes. And, and that's why I said, like, I will have to be, you know, Calvin Booth. We were teammates, so um, you have to create. That's what I said. You have to be smarter as a general manager when you have Jokic. Yes. Right. I, I can. I can be done with Embiid. <laughs> right. You know, I can I can be Maury. And I can right. feel, I can be Maury with, with Embiid. You know, when, when you having someone like Jokic, you have to put the right pieces to make sure that he's at that high level every single night. Where right. when he's not scoring, he can get you 20 assists. 
Yes. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's one of those things that, you know, like I, I will have to be, I will have to be very smart when I have a player like Jokic. Aaron Owens asks, I think D. Rose would have won two or three rings and been top 25 if he never gotten injured. What do you think, Gil? And, uh, what do you think D. Rose would have ranked had he not gotten injured? Ranked? Yes. Oh, I mean, was, I, I mean, when you're talking about like dynamic guards, wow. I mean, the Rose, that the, he was different. He was, he was, he was Russell before R Russell Westbrook. He was John Morant before John Morant, the explosive guy that played above the rim. Mm -hmm. And so there weren't a, there. Look, they weren't point guards that was explosive as uh, as D Rose from end to end. No. And he played above the rim, which we had never seen a point guard play above the rim like D Rose could. Now we see what Russ has done. We see John Morant finishing at the rim and stuff like that. But before those guys, D Rose was it. Yeah, even even like when you're talking about above the rim, yeah, you had like small guards back in the day, but not impactful like D Rose did, right? Just, right. You know his uh, his quickness and his speed with his explosion up was just different. It was just a he was just a different dude. Um, you know, he could have argued if he would have stayed healthy. Of course, he argues for you know best point guard ever. You know, it, it, it's just one of those things that like, he was just different, seeing something different. Um, the way he played the game hard, knew how to right. exercise, knew how to get to the lane. Um, you know, those type of guys, you just get, you just, you look back and say, ah, what could have been? I, what could have been? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make Hardaway, this a I mean, Penny Hardaway's in a different category because he was 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, yes. Yeah, That's he was I mean. that Magic Johnson. He was more of a Magic Johnson type. Yeah. But could score the basketball. Yeah. And then he did have Shaq. Yeah. It's kind of like what Magic had with Kareem. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, sometimes people forget that Magic came into the league and Kareem was the MVP. Now, let that sink in. Just imagine if Joel Embiid is the MVP and they get Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's, that's what happened with the Lakers. Mm -hmm. the La uh, they got Magic and Kareem was the MVP. Yep. And then they won a championship and got worthy. Yes. In 82, <laughs> they won the championship. And the guess what? Draft. Yep. That's what happened. Yeah. So... With that being said, Gil, we're going we gonna to cut it short tonight, man. I'm just, I'm under the weather. I mean, hey, um, man, I just want to give you your flowers, man. And and, and just for the, the audience out there, look, listen, y'all see Unc out here struggling, right? And the fact that he even hit the live, it just lets you know how dedicated he is. So when you sit oh, yeah. thinking about dedication, the fact that he hit the live, been working all week, and he's sick, you can, you can see it. And the fact that, you know, that's what greatness is. Yeah, right. that that is Jordan in the flu game. You know what you're doing tonight. You, you, you know we we can see you, we can hear it, and the fact that you even hit the live to even come out here, it lets you know how dedicated you are. And this is for people who's really trying to see what it takes to be great. There's yeah. no excuses. You still give the fans what they deserve, even if it's for an hour, hour and a half, right. thirty minutes, man. So, hey, um, I looked at you as number one before. Uh, this is your championship for me. Yep. You know what I mean? So I, I, I appreciate I, that. Can see it, and the fact that you're still going—that's another level of dedication, man. Like, so when I get sick and I don't want to do something, this is what I'm gonna think about, man. Uncle yeah. out here struggling, man, doing his thing. So I can't. No, nah, let's let the, let the right. party go. I had a professor in um in 1987, 
named Norman Elmore. Rest your soul, Dr. Elmore. And it was cold. I'm talking about really, really cold that day. And the heat wasn't working. Hmm. And so it was uh, probably only three people that showed up for the class. And I remember him walking in. He never had a book bag. He had all these books. And if you went to Savannah State and you was taught by Dr. Uh, Norman Elmore, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And he came and had all these books and he threw them on the desk. He said, you know, I almost didn't show up today, but I thought somebody might want to learn something. Mm. I thought someone want to be educated, be informed. And so that's what I said. I almost like, Ash, man, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling today. But I thought someone wanted to be entertained. Someone wanted to be educated. Someone wanted to be informed. And so I showed up and gave you my best. Hopefully the medication that I've received over the last couple of days will take effect. And uh, Saturday I'll be a lot better. But I don't make any excuses. I'm going to show up and give you. I got some nurses that do the things for you. No, 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 no. I don't want to get them sick. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. What's them, y'all? What's them? Y'all don't know about that. I told you. Those are better than them damn jumpmans you pulled out last week. Man, go ahead over there, Gil, man. Come on, man. Let that go. Stall him out, Gil. Stall me out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, hey, this, hey, this, this episode is on flu game, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly what it was. All right. Enjoy your Please. night. Get well, Unc. We'll see. We'll see what's happening. We out will. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can join our YouTube cast, uh, our Nightcast podcast feed. You can also get it through the uh, Club Shay Shay feed, but Nightcap does have its own feed. Also, like and subscribe to Gills Arena channel on YouTube. The show airs Monday through Thursday, live at 11.30 a.m. Pacific, 2.30 Eastern, 2.30 Eastern Pacific. Remember, again, Monday through Thursday, live at 11.30 a.m. Pacific, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. So go to uh, Gills channel, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We've also pinned the Shay by Laportier at the top of the chat. Thank you for selling us out. But we're back in stock. So with the holidays right around the corner, we got the Super Bowl. We got, uh, what else we got? We got St. Patrick's Day. We got Valentine's Day. Hey, I'm telling you, hey, buy that man, buy your man some of that Laportier. Women, you won't regret it. Hey, hey, ladies, if you, hey, uh, all my ladies that's in the chat, y'all know who y'all are. Y'all know what I want for Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Hey. Woo! <laughs> They be harder than the times of 29 years. I'm telling you now, <laughs> you won't be disappointed. Thank you. I'm your favorite on Shannon Sharp. He's your favorite number zero. Arizona Wildcat legend, Gilbert Arena, Mr. Habaji himself. We're out. Peace. The volume. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.